0: Welcome back to Sister Allie Cat's T where we talk about all things church-related. And on today, we are completing or are continuing our series of Forgiveness on Forgiveness. Now... We have learned that the only sin that is not forgiven is blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. If you speak evil about the Holy Spirit, you are liable to eternal damnation. Never have forgiveness for that. And we've also learned that when we pray, we have to forgive in order for our Father to forgive, which is in heaven, to forgive us. We've also learned that we have to forgive from our heart unless we will lift our eyes up in hell throughout eternity. So we've learned some hard sayings, but we understand that we have to forgive even though it is a hard saying. We have to muster some strength and we have to ask God to help us to forgive those who have hurt us now let's continue on forgiveness does not mean forgetting or excusing the harm done to you or being best friends with the person who caused you harm however forgiveness brings a kind of peace that helps you go on with your life now let's look at three types of forgiveness Now, the three types of forgiveness that we're going to talk about on today is exoneration, forbearance, and release. Exoneration is the closest to what we usually think of when we say forgiveness. Exoneration is wiping the slate entirely clean and restoring a relationship to full state of innocence it had before the harmful action took place. So exoneration, we wipe it clean and we go back to a relationship that we had before the incident took place. Now, an example of exoneration is the court taking back a defendant's criminal conviction from from a guilty verdict to a not guilty verdict. That is an example of exoneration that we can uh, look at and understand. The, The criminal was, in the beginning, found guilty, but the court took it back and said that this individual is not guilty and everything is wiped clean. That's exoneration. Now, forbearance applies when the offender makes a partial apology or mingles their expression of sorrow with blame that you somehow caused them to behave badly. Can you imagine? Yes, I can imagine. An apology is offered, but it's not what you had hoped for and may not even be fully authentic. Yes, forbearance. Apology is is offered, but... um they basically telling you somehow there's something that you did to make me act unseemly. And we can look at that in, say, uh, marriages and um, partnership where the spouse has went out and did something wrong or said something wrong to hurt you. And then when they apologize, they say, Well, basically, you made me do it. You said something or you did something that caused me to say and do what I did. This is called forbearance. And another, ex- well, that's the example. A spouse or partner is sorry for having an affair that continues to go on. Um, this is manipulation. We can see this as being manipulated they're saying oh you made me do it you made me have an affair because why because say for instance you don't do your wifely duties or, or you don't do your husbandly duties this is why i went out and had an affair but i am sorry for that this is called forbearance and we're not playing that game <laughs> not on sister alley cat's team you're not gonna manipulate me and not gonna manipulate you either, my listeners. We are not gonna be manipulated with a, a half, well, with a bad apology. <laughs> oh boy, I could think of some other words, but that's not godly. Yeah, we just read where we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all sin, Ecclesiastes seven and twenty. However, we're not gonna do that today. That is forbearance. We've talked about exoneration. We've talked about forbearance. Now we're going to talk about release. Release does something that is critically important. It allows you to let go of the burden, the silent tax that is weighing you down and eating away at your chance of happiness. You are going to let that go. If you do not release the pain and the anger and remove past dwelling on old hurts and betrayals, you will be forever the persecution of the original incident that started it. So, release. You let it go. You wipe the slate clean. You are done with that situation. And you go on. You release that pain and anger that, that's holding you back so you can live a blessed God lived life. My goodness. This is the ultimate forgiveness. The forgiveness we need to learn how to master. Jesus kind of forgiveness. We, learn, we have to learn how to master this. Let it go. Shake it off. Loose it. That you may be able to go on and live an abundant life my god that's exoneration wipe the slate clean. that's 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 one that we have to learn how to do we have to learn how to release it as well now forbearance that is one that we do not want to play no games with forbearance we are not uh trying to say uh you made me do it type thing no that is not an authentic apology So we will not go in that direction. We want to exonerate and we want to release it so we can go on and live our God fulfilled life. Now, how do I reach the state of forgiveness? You may say, how do I do this? Well, forgiveness is a choice. You have to make a choice to forgive those who have hurt you. Uh, um. Toward that person who has transpassed against you. It is a choice to be obedient to the word of God. It is a choice. We have to choose to forgive. We have to choose to say I forgive you and I forgive you from the bottom of my heart. I forgive you and I forgive you from the bottom of my heart. I choose to forgive you. Why? Because I want to go to heaven. Yes. That's the mindset that we have to have we have to be committed to changing our mindset we have to be committed to learning how to forgive let me tell you it is not going to happen overnight it is a process it is a process of change a process where you have to learn how to forgive the individual who have hurt you, who have traumatized you. It's not going to be easy but it can be done. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is an end. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. There is a morning time and there is a process that we have to go, just like we have to go throughout the day. We have to go throughout the night before morning comes. 24 hours. And granted, we know that our time is not God time. One day with God is like a thousand years for us. That is scripture. Look it up. One day with God is like a, a a thousand years to us. So it is a process. It is time. Time. We have to look at time to learn how to forgive those who have hurt us, who have mistreated us. We have to learn how to forgive and we have to move on from that suffering And live the life that God has originally established for us. Now, to move from our suffering to forgiveness, we might want to recognize the value of forgiveness and how it can improve our life. We wanna make a decision to forgive. We may wanna identify what needs to heal on the inside of us and who needs to be forgiven and what they did and why they need to be forgiven. We need to uh, consider these things. We need to consider joining a support group if need be or seeing a counselor depending on the trauma uh, that has come upon us or the the uh, trespass or the sin that has come upon us we may consider a support group or seeing a counselor to help us in our process of forgiveness we may also want to acknowledge our own emotions about the harm that was done to us and how um, it affected our behavior, and we may want to work on the release of those emotions. So yes, acknowledge our emotions that um, brought us to this place of unforgiveness, and and work on that, and to work and release them, release those emotions like bitterness. Bitterness leads to forgive to forget unforgiveness. We might want to release that bitterness. We might want to release that retaliation, that uh, mindset of revenge, that hatred, that anger. These are the emotions that lead us to unforgiveness and we want to release those emotions. So we want to acknowledge them. First of all, yes, I am angry. Yes, I was mad. I was a uh, had a mindset of revenge. I had a mindset of retaliation in my own situation, in my own circumstance. I wanted to get revenge. Yes, I did. However, I had to work through that anger and that hatred that I had for my offenders, for my enemy. I had to work through that and learn how to forgive them of what they do and what they are doing and how they do it. I had to learn how to forgive them, but from their evil deeds. Yes. Let me tell you, it is not easy. That bitterness. Yes, we have to learn how to release those emotions so we can end up at forgiveness. Now, we choose to forgive the person who's offended us and accept that we cannot change the past. We cannot change what has happened in the past. So we can learn or we can choose to forgive that person who offended us, uh, that person who hurt us, that person who abused us, that person who mistreated us. We have to learn how to forgive them because we cannot change the past. It is already done. It's done. It's completed. And we have to move on with our lives. We have to look unto the future and and live a blessed life. Leave that in the past. Leave it in the past. But I must say that it is a process. From my own experience, it is a process to leave it in the past. And we must move away from our role as a victim and release the control and the power of the offender and the situation that they have over our life. Release that rule move away from the role of being a victim That victimization that, that move away from that. I am NOT a victim I am a victor. Yes, you hurt me. However The best thing or the worst thing that I can do for you is to forgive you now when I forgive you your actions are now laid upon you. Now you have to find forgiveness in your own heart or you have to find some forgiveness from God the Father to forgive you that you will not spend the rest of your life in hell. Once I forgive you, that, that, that transference, you can say that transference of emotion is transferred back to you that's the mindset that we have to have once we are not victims we are victors we need to transfer that uh negative uh emotions those negative emotions that we have on the inside of us we have to transfer that back To the offender. We are not victims. Once we forgive them. That emotion is transferred to them. And then they have to find. Forgiveness inside of themselves. Or they have to find. Forgiveness from God the Father. But we have taken it off of our heart. We are forgiving them. From our heart. And we are transferring. Transferring. I'm buying that devil. Trying to mess with me. We are transferring that negative emotion back to the offender in Jesus' name, amen and amen. And as you let go of your grudges, you no longer define your life by how you've been hurt, you might even find compassion and understanding for the individual that hurt you now how now you say compassion and understanding how can that be well we can think about what the scripture tells us. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. I have to go back to that scripture because it is a bedrock of our life. It's a bedrock of, uh, of the natural realm. We have to realize that there is a spiritual realm. Back to that. And there is a natural realm. In order to um, have compassion and understanding in this natural life, we must realize that we fight against uh, uh spiritual beings uh that uh the human that we are looking at with our two eyes Is a host of a spiritual being or is uh, influenced by a spiritual being. That is why they do the things that they do. Therefore, we can have compassion on that person, or that therefore we can understand what that person is doing and why they're doing because that spiritual being is manipulating that individual. We don't want to be manipulated. But we can have compassion and see that the devil is manipulating the person that hurt us or the person that is hurting us. They are being manipulated by the devil, by the kingdom of darkness. If we want to really dig deep into this thing of forgiveness. That's when we can have compassion on that individual because they are controlled by the devil. They don't have no control of their own actions. They are controlled by the devil. And it is very hard to look past the individual and see what's going on on the other side. In the spiritual realm, it's hard to do that. Yes, it is hard to do if you have been raped. It is hard to look beyond the individual that raped you and look at the spirit behind that. It's hard to do that, but it can be done. It can be done. There are many people in this world that has been through that and they have come out and they are living a, a good life right now. Yes, yes. They may not forget it. Yes, they may, it may come to their mindset. Yes, they may have emotional issues. Yes, all of that. But they are now living a good life. So we can find compassion and understanding toward the individual that hurts us, toward the individual that mistreats us, toward the individual that abuses us. It is possible. The Bible says, all things are possible through Christ Jesus it's it's possible To have that, why? Because God gives us the strength, God, his spirit that lives on the inside of us. If you do not have the Holy Spirit, let me tell you right now, you need the Holy Spirit to live in this day and in this time. In order to forgive someone completely from your heart that has abused you, you need the Holy Spirit to give you the strength and the power to do that the strength and the power to have compassion and understanding for that individual. Why? Because that individual is a human host. Why? Because that individual is being influenced by the devil. Why? Because that individual is being manipulated by the devil. Now, when we look at it in that aspect, then we can say, hmm... I guess I do need to have compassion on that individual. Hmm, that individual is being manipulated by the devil. So maybe I can have compassion on them and say, I forgive you. Why? Because you don't even know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. Why? Because you're a human host. You're a human host of the devil. The demon lives on the inside of you that makes you do the things that you do. Yes, that is what's happening to a lot of individuals that do the things that they do. They are demonized. They have a devil living on the inside of them. Just like we as Christians have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit is a spirit. A demon is a spirit. If you can have the Holy Spirit living inside of you or you can have a devil from the pits of hell living on the inside of you. The devil calls it their home. They call you their home. They want to live inside of a human body. Just like the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us to lead and guide us and teach us and bring all things back to our remembrance. The devil has his demons that lives on on the inside of individuals that lead and guide them and make them do the things that they do. Remember we there there's a spiritual world and there's a natural world and we have to mesh them together in order to understand the things that are happening in the world today to understand why people do what they do. In Jesus name I pray amen and amen. That will allow us to have compassion that's an instance instance that we can use to have fine to find compassion and understanding for an individual that has harmed us now what happens if i forgive somebody that may be another question what happens well harboring negative emotions such as hate and anger creates a state of chronic anxiety chronic anxiety or what happens if i can't forgive somebody Let's say that again. What happens if you cannot forgive that individual that harmed you? Well, those negative emotions can bring about chronic anxiety. And chronic anxiety produces excess adrenaline and cortisol, which depletes the production of your natural killer cells in your body. Yes, those cells that kill off infection or kills off whatever is um, uh, not supposed to be in your body, uh, contaminations uh, that's placed in your body by the devil, those cells will be uh, depleted. Why? Because your negative emotions bring about that anxiety, and it it, it puts your body offline. we can say it in that instance, many people know about uh, uh, technology. Your body will be offline. Those killer cells that live on the inside of your body that kills everything that is uh, not supposed to be there. Which are your your body's foot soldiers to fight against um, sickness and disease. These cells are put offline. Why? Because we have chronic anxiety. Because we can't forgive somebody, which we've already learned can lead to cancer in the body. So your foot soldiers of your body, your uh, uh, your killer, uh, your fighting cells, your killer cells, they're offline. They're just wondering about, don't know what to do because you got them all this miscombobulated. Their 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 mind is confused. Let's bring it down to where we can understand these cells in your body are just messed up. In other words, so what? Uh, Cancer is allowed to come in. Why? Because your foot soldiers inside of your body are messed up because you have chronic anxiety. And why do you have chronic anxiety? Because you cannot forgive the individual that hurt you. I'm a witness. Just think about it. Chronic anxiety, you can't sleep. You can't eat. You're, you're always feeling sick. When you eat something, you, you just uh, you, your body is just sick and oh my God from Zion. Think about what chronic anxiety does to the body or does to you. Have you ever experienced anxiety? You're fidgety or or you can't rest. You're restless or you're sleeping all the time. You, you, You just can't deal with the world. Can you imagine that? Why? Because your body is offline the way God made you. Your adrenaline and your cortisol are depleted and your natural killer cells, your foot soldiers, they just, they're in a state of array. They don't know what to do. They don't know that you this cancer spirit has come into your body. They don't realize it and they don't attack it. So what? You end up with cancer. We are just hurting ourselves in the long run if we cannot forgive. It is very important to forgive and we as humans we are wrapped up in humanity we are made from the dust of the earth the earth and man were made perfect in the beginning however adam opened the door to sin for all generations Now we have to cast down vain imaginations and bring our thoughts under the obedience of God, of Christ. You can find that in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. Forgiveness can be challenging, especially if the person hurt you and they do not admit the wrong that they did. Granted, some situations will be harder than others, but remember... There is only one offense that will never be forgiven, and that's speaking evil against the Holy Spirit. Now, if we find ourselves here in a state where we cannot forgive, let's practice empathy. Try seeing the situation from the other person's point of view. A lot of times they say, well, that person was uh, abused as a child, and that brings forth abuse Out of them, yeah. Generate a generational curse. Yes, we can look at it as a generational curse. They were molested when they were young, now they molest others. Generational, these things are generational, these are demons, generational spirits that come upon individuals. When we try to practice empathy, we try to see the situation from the other person's point of view, depending on the offense. This will seem impossible. But we have to remember that we don't fight against flesh and blood. We go back to that. We fight against spiritual beings that take control of the offender. And we can see that in Ephesians 6 and 12. We fight against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Now ask yourself, why did he or she behave in such a way? Perhaps you would have... Uh, reacted similar if you were faced with the same situation. If someone um, uh, told you or, or, or called you out of your name, yes, you would get upset about that. And, but perhaps you would react the same if uh, you were in the same situation. If the shoe was on the other foot, what would you do? If the shoe was on the other foot, what would you do? Now, there are times when people, they can, they can issue out the pain. They can issue out the hurt. But when the shoe is turned to the other foot, they cannot handle it. They can't handle it. So, when the shoe is on your foot, are you willing to forgive? If I was to abuse you... If I was to hurt you, if I was to mistreat you, what would you do? Would you forgive me? Huh? And I'm asking a question here today. Would you forgive me if the shoe was on your foot? If I was doing the things that you do to me, to you, what would you do? That's the question that we have to think about in our mindset. What would we do if we were in a similar situation? Would we forgive? Or would we harbor unforgiveness in our heart? Now reflect on the times that, you've been, that, that you yourself have hurt others. Reflect on these times. It could be right now. You could be in the process of hurting somebody right now. Reflect on that. And reflect on those who you've forgiven. When your husband <laughs> did what he did, did you forgive him? Hmm. When your girlfriend did what she did, did you forgive her? Are you still in a relationship? Think about it. You forgave her. You forgave him. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, you did. So reflect on these things. Possibly write a journal. Pray and talk about it with a person you've found to be wise and compassionate, such as a spiritual leader or a mental health provider or even an impartial loved one or a friend. Talk about what you have been through and work it out. Sometimes talking about your situation. Well, we've already read in the Bible where the Bible tells us or we can read in the Bible in the book of Revelations 12 where it says that, um, that we have overcome or we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, and by the word of our testimony. That's how we overcome what we have been through. When we talk about it, when we get it out we release it out of our spirit, we talk about it, and then it's over with. Because the scripture tells us that we that's how we overcome. So if the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony, we need to tell our testimony to get rid of those uh, bad feelings, that hatred, that spirit of retaliation, that spirit of revenge, that spirit of unforgiveness, that spirit of bitterness. We need to release it by telling our story. And the pain, not saying that the pain is just going to go away immediately. But as we continue to talk about it, as we continue to tell it, my God from Zion, it's a testimony for somebody else who has gone through the exact same thing. We can help ease their pain. And as we continue to talk about it and tell it, it eases our pain. Why? Because we are helping somebody else. And we feel good when we help somebody else. So think about it, talk about it, and beware that forgiveness is a process. I say that again, forgiveness is a process. And even small little hurts may need to be revisited and forgiven over and over again again those little things. And sometimes those little things are the worst. Those are the ones that hurt the most. Let me tell you, let me give you a testimony. I was writing a book about my life and I had it, uh, maybe the title was not the best title, but my title was something to the effect of the church ruined my life. But anyway, I was telling my story and My God, the enemy deleted my, I mean, I was in it and writing and I was enjoying writing that story. And I was far into that story. And let me tell you, the devil deleted my story. He deleted or they deleted, whoever it was, deleted my story. And let me tell you, I was so surprised at how that hurt me. That hurt me to my heart. Just a little thing like that, deleting the work that I was uh, doing, uh, writing a book, that was a work for me, and it was deleted on purpose, and let me tell you, that thing hurt me to my heart, and I was amazed myself how bad it hurt me. I was amazed. I was like, oh my God, that hurt me to my heart. And I didn't realize something like that, something little like well, maybe it wasn't little, but something because I can always always have the story on the inside of me. The story is always gonna be on the inside of me. So I can go and rewrite the story, but however, I, I guess because of the work that I had put in to get the story to where it was, that hurt me. And I myself was amazed at how bad it hurt. So even the small things, the small hurts, we have to go back and revisit those and forgive over and over again. So I say I forgive you. I forgive you for deleting my book and I know why you did it. Yes, I know why you did it. But I forgive you. Yes, I do. So the small things we have to say, I forgive you, even the small hurts makes a difference, and we have to revisit those. My God from Zion, I'm getting excited. The farther we get into this thing about forgiveness, I get excited about it and I let me let me tell you, my voice will um um Get stronger. I'm gonna put it in in a in a good way. My voice will get strong. It will get. Uh, uh, you may think that I'm angry or whatever, but no, I'm just excited. When I get excited, the tone of my voice it increases, and that you hear on the other side. But I do want to apologize for that. But my that my excitement. The more we talk about forgiveness, the more I am excited about it, and I'm learning myself and. and Uh, thinking that yes I have to forgive over and over again it is not easy it is not easy but we do have to forgive if we want to make our eternal home in heaven and if we want to continue to commune with god the father because if we don't forgive that brings in sin and when we have sin in our lives the lord has nothing to do with us basically so i want to thank you for listening to sister ali castee on today and i will talk to you soon